Hello and welcome to another episode of Storytime Madness. This Thursday, we're going to read the second chapter of The Tale of Little Pigling Robinson by Beatrix Potter. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Remember the song about the owl and the pussycat and their beautiful pea-green boat? Had they took some honey and plenty of money wrapped up in a five-pound note? They sailed away for a year and a day to the land where the bong tree grows. And there, in a wood, a piggy-wiggy stood with a ring at the end of his nose, his nose, with a ring at the end of his nose. Now, I'm going to tell you the story of that pig and why he went to live in the land, bong tree. When that pig was little, he lived in Devonshire with his aunts. Miss Dorcas and Miss Porcus, at a farm called Piggery Porkham. Their cosy thatched cottage was an orchard at the top of a steep red Devonshire lane. The soil was red, the grass was green, and far away below in the distance they could see red cliffs and a bit of bright blue sea. Ships with white sails sailed over the sea into the harbour of Stamath. Aunt Porcus hanging laundry. I often remark that the Devonshire farms have very strange names. If you had ever seen Piggery Porkham, you would think that the people who lived there were very queer too. Aunt Dorcas was a stout speckled pig who kept hens. Aunt Porcus was a large smiling black pig who took in washing. We shall not hear very much about them in the story. They led prosperous, uneventful lives, and their end was bacon. But their nephew, Robinson, had the most peculiar adventures that ever happened to a pig. Little Pig Robinson was a charming little fellow, pinky white with small blue eyes, fat cheeks and a double chin, and a turned-up nose with a real silver ring in it. Robinson could see that ring if he shut one eye and squinted sideways. He always he was always contented and happy. All day long, he ran about the farm, singing little songs to himself, and grunting, Wee, wee, wee! His aunt missed those little songs, sadly, after Robinson left them. Wee, wee, wee! He answered when anybody spoke to him. Wee, wee, wee! Listening with his head on one side and one eye open, once, uh, and one eye screwed up. Robinson's old aunt fed him and petted him and kept him on the trot. Robinson, Robinson, called Aunt Dorcas. Come quick, I hear a hen clucking. Fetch me the egg. Don't break it now. Wee, 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 answered Robinson, like a little Frenchman. Robinson, Robinson, I've dropped a clothes peg. Come and pick it up for me, called Aunt Dorcas, from the drying green. She, She's being almost too fat to stoop down and pick up anything. Wee, 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 answers Robinson. Both the aunts were very, very stout. And the stars in the neighbourhood of Stimmers are narrow. The footpath from Piggery Porkham crosses many fields. A red trotten track between short green grass and daisies. And whenever the footpath crosses over from one field to another field, there is sure to be a stile in the hedge. It is not me that is too stout. It is the stiles that are too thin said Aunt Dorcas to Aunt Porcus. Could you manage to squeeze through them if I stayed at home? I could not. Not for two years, I could not, replied Aunt Porcus. 
aggraviating. It is aggraviating of that cameraman to go and upset his donkey cart the day before market day. And eggs at two and tuppence a dozen. How far do you call it to walk all the way round by the road instead of crossing the field? Four miles if it's one, sighed out Porcus, and me, and me using the last bit of soap. However shall we get our shopping done? The donkey says the cart will take a week to mend. Don't you think you could squeeze through the stars if you went before dinner? No, I don't. I would stick fast, and so would you, said Aunt Dorcas. Don't you think we might venture... Commenced Aunt Dorcas. Venture to send Robinson by the footpath to Stimmouth, finished Aunt Dorcas. Wee wee wee, answered Robinson. I scarcely like to send him alone, though he is sensible for his size. Wee wee wee, answered Robinson. There is no one else. There, there's, there's nothing else to be done, said Aunt Dorcas. So Robinson was popped into the wash tub with the last bit of soap. He was scrubbed and dried and polished as bright as a new pin. Then he was dressed in a little blue cotton frock and knickers and instructed to go to Stimmouth with a big market basket. Basket were two dozen eggs, a bunch of daffodils, Two spring cauliflowers. Also, Robinson's dinner of bread and jam sandwiches. The eggs and flowers and vegetables he must sell in the market and bring back various other purchases from shopping. Now take care of yourself and Stimmoth, nephew Robinson. Beware of gunpowder and ship's cooks and, and sausages and shoes and ships and sealing wax. Remember the blue bag, the soap. The darning wool. What, what was the other thing? Said Aunt Dorcas. The darning wool, the soap, the blue bag, the yeast. What was the other thing? Said Aunt Dorcas. Wee wee wee! Answered Robinson. The blue bag, the soap, the yeast, the darning wool, the cabbage seed. That's five. They ought to be six. It was two more than four because it was too many to tie knots in the corners of his hanky to remember by. Six to buy, it should have been... I have it, said Aunt Polkus. It was tea, blue bag, soap, dining wool, yeast, and cabbage seed. You will buy most of them at Mr. Mumbry's. Explain about the carrier, Robinson. Tell him we will bring the washing and some more vegetables next week. Wee wee wee, answered Robinson, setting off with the big basket. Aunt Dorcas and Aunt Polkus stood in the porch, they watched him safely out of sight, down the field, and through the first of many styles. When they went back to the household, when they went back to their household tasks, they were gruntly and snappy with each other, because they were uneasy about Robinson. I wish we didn't have to let him go. You and your tiresome blue bag, said Aunt Dorcas. Wee wee wee, answered Robinson, setting off with the big basket. Blue bag indeed. It was your darning and eggs, grumbled Aunt Polkus. Bother the carrier man and his donkey cart. Why could he not keep out of the way of the ditch until after market day? The end of chapter two. I will be back to read you chapter three next episode, but for now, that's it from me. Bye-bye.